Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off US versus China. Where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous US China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. This Silicon Valley lawmaker has a plan to regulate tech by Scott Thurm. U.S. Representative Ro Khanna, Democrat from California, represents much of Silicon Valley, but he's not just a cheerleader for the hometown industry. He supports tougher antitrust review of tech mergers, for one thing. Khanna is also trying to draft an Internet Bill of Rights, principles that he hopes can later form the basis of legislation. On his list, the right to know what data tech companies have about you, the right to limit the use of your data, the right to consent when the data is transferred, and the right to move your data. You really don't have a clear sense of what's happening to your data, Kana told Wired writers and editors Monday. If you want to leave Facebook, you should be able to transfer your social graph. Kana has few illusions that such a measure will become law anytime soon. He's a first-term representative from the minority party in a deeply divided and dysfunctional Congress. He says even his fellow Democrats do not agree on how to deal with big internet firms. We are so far from legislation, he says. Some highlights from the interview. Another obstacle, his colleagues on Capitol Hill. Kana says Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg's appearance at two hearings in early April exposed how little many lawmakers understand about technology. In their questions, members seemed not to know how Facebook collects data or how it makes money. Several asked Zuckerberg for ideas about how to regulate Facebook. Even congressional staffs don't have as much expertise as they should, Kana says, leading to over-reliance on the tech industry itself for information and a reluctance to regulate the industry. One of the things that perplexes me most about the hearings was how many of the congresspeople or senators turned to Zuckerberg and said, tell us what we should do, Kana says. If you had the pharmaceutical industry up there or banks up there, you wouldn't have members of Congress saying, please tell us how we should regulate you. The Facebook hearings captivated Washington as lawmakers rebuked Zuckerberg, but Kana, who has traveled with colleagues to Ohio and West Virginia where residents are hungry for digital skills, says there's less animus toward technology outside the Capitol. There's more of a tech backlash in the Beltway than there is in the country, he says. Elsewhere, you actually see a fair amount of optimism about tech. The hearings may have exacerbated this divide, Kana says. My view is the country left thinking not, wow, Facebook is bad. Most people left thinking, wow, how out of touch is Congress? 
Khanna says enacting an Internet Bill of Rights would hurt the business model of companies like Facebook. In the end, though, he thinks tech companies would benefit from such legislation. If you offer people these rights, a minority is actually going to take them, Khanna says. It's in the tech industry's self-interest to say we're going to empower people with these choices. They're going to find that the vast majority of people are going to opt in. Europe is not a model. While Kana is contemplating ways to regulate tech, he thinks European rules set to take effect in late May go too far, requiring users to agree each time their data is collected or used. He says the repeated requests will prompt some users to tune out and either mindlessly agree to every request or stop using certain services. The European rules probably make you click too much, Kana says. Current U.S. laws, by contrast, probably make you click too little. Antitrust law should be used more vigorously. On antitrust, Kana says he does not think any of the tech giants are monopolies in the legal sense of the term, but he thinks they deserve more scrutiny. Facebook's acquisitions of Instagram and WhatsApp, for example, should at least have had a much higher level of scrutiny. Kana, a lawyer by training, advocates rethinking the current U.S. view of antitrust law, which focuses on benefits or harms to consumers. He says that approach doesn't give enough consideration to the impact of mergers on competitors, jobs, or communities. That's a problem when so many Americans feel they're not sharing in the benefits of a growing economy. How do we get a digital age to work for communities that feel left behind, he asks. The future of work. Technology is eliminating some jobs and changing many others. New jobs will be created, but it won't be easy for displaced truck drivers, for example, to become cybersecurity experts. To Kana, that means the government should help by creating tech institutes to help people learn digital skills, expand apprenticeship programs, and create temporary jobs for graduates of those programs. My honest answer to what's going to happen to the future of jobs is, I don't know, Kana says. He recalled the economist John Maynard Keynes predicting a world of technological plenty and 15-hour workweeks. If Keynes got it wrong, I'm skeptical of our ability to predict. He says the U.S. is simultaneously facing two great transformations, the digitization of the economy and demographic changes making the country less white. We have these macro trends that have made politics so difficult, Kana says. I don't see that easing up post-Trump. Tech companies don't get a pass, Kana says, because of their spotty records with diversity of their workforces. Among other things, he says they may need to reconsider where they recruit to include more historically black colleges and schools in economically less prosperous areas. If we have a new economy where the African-American community is excluded in significant ways from wealth creation and generation, that's a huge issue, he says. If we have an economy where women are not participating in the accumulation and creation of wealth, that's a huge issue. Tech and Washington. For more information, follow these links in the original article. In the congressional hearings, CEO Mark Zuckerberg answered for Facebook's troubles. The Zuckerberg hearings exposed Facebook's power. The tech backlash unites both liberals and conservatives. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.